Hey, everybody. Welcome to week three of Snipes and Stripes. I am Jeremy Roenick and my good friend, Tim Peel. Is the Stripes part of Snipes and Stripes? I am the Snipes aspect, and welcome to NoFilter.net. So excited to have everybody here for another great show. I am sure we are going to enlighten you with a lot of fun stuff that uh, just happened over the last week in the National Hockey League. We'll give it a couple, uh, a couple good things, a couple bad things. Tim, I know you have uh, something very important to uh, to express to all our viewers. We're very excited to have a new sponsor. Obviously, we are sponsored by My Whiskey, Whiskey in the Wild. Go to WhiskeyInTheWild.com and enjoy one of the best chocolate whiskeys you've ever had i'm gonna enjoy mine during the show but uh why don't you bring a little great news on for for us at snipes and stripes and no filter jr you are definitely the snipe but we'll we'll tell this story in, a, in one of our later shows about the only goal, goal that i ever scored in the nhl and i've got the puck in the background to prove it but you are the snipe master okay i've got to put my glasses on a lot of fans said that I should be wearing glasses when I refereed. Well, I definitely need them now at my age. But I'm really, really pumped. Our first sponsor, our second sponsor, is Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info, with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online. Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you very much, Bet Online. That's fantastic, buddy. Could we could we have a better sponsor than BetOnline.com? Because the way that we've been picking games over the last two weeks, I think we're undefeated. We went three and zero. We went three and zero on Saturday, and we are on fire. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, we got to. Uh, we're gonna have at the end of the show. We'll have our picks for tomorrow. So all you gambling guys and everybody for your your bet online picks are gonna come at the end of the show for Thursday's game. But uh, I want to start today's show um, uh, a little bit personal, if you if you don't mind, Tim, because we had we found something online that totally pissed me off and pissed me off something fierce because it had to do with you, my my good old partner in crime, and uh, this had to do with uh, with a company called Puck Reporter. Puck reporter and a writer whose name is Aaron, just Aaron. Aaron had the audacity and the stupidity to go on and put up a a article on Puck Reporter that says ex-NHL official admits to fixing games. And he wrote this article because he heard you on our own podcast right here on Snipes and Stripes, Stripes talk about calling a game and calling about what's the mentality of a referee in a game. If there's about four or five penalties called on one team, probably a good chance that you're going to call a penalty on the other team, whether it was really a penalty that you would have called or might have been kind of a close call, but you're going to call it because you said you wanted to even it up a little bit. And this guy, this idiot, Mr. Aaron, he doesn't put his last name on there because this is such a stupid headline. Because the only reason he puts this headline, ex-NHL official admits to fixing games, the only reason he put that on is to get people to read his no-nonsense BS article, which probably nobody reads his stuff anyway. And he doesn't have to have any accountability because it just says article by Aaron. So, Mr. Aaron, my advice to you is don't keep writing negative things don't say things that aren't true because even us on the on the ice in the national hockey league we know when a referee is going to call us a penalty against us because it's the trend that happens the fact that he accused you of fixing a game because you made a penalty call to make the game a little bit more even is so disrespectful and it is it's it's actually it's not good for the national hockey league i'm sure they didn't like it and it's damaging and he take he should take accountability. Unfortunately, he won't for writing such a stupid headline just to get people to read his article. Because if he didn't write that, no one would read his stuff anyway. So, Aaron, probably a good idea to be a little bit smarter about what you write 
or find another profession because that was so irresponsible of you. And it's one of the reasons why our country is in such shambles because all they want to do is cause division. And Aaron, you just tried to cause division within sports fans, the NHL, the referees, and everything that goes along with it. And you ought to be smarter as a writer. So shame on you, Mr. Aaron from Puck Reporter. And that's my rant for the start of the show. What do you think about that? I love it, buddy. He may he might have been trying to divide us, but I know you, and it, it brought us closer. And I appreciate you know how much I love you, and and you you've always got my back. And it, it, it is unbelievable. It's the world world we're living in now. That these bloggers that are living in their mom's basement, yelling upstairs for some more meatloaf. Um, <laughs> write these articles. It's, it's, Ma, it's ridiculous. There's a meatloaf. Where's the meatloaf? It's unbelievable. I, Aaron. Do an investigation. Check my bank account. I guarantee if I, I did not fix any any games in the NHL, okay? So enough of that. And uh, what is, what Yeah, is, like 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 you can fix a game in the at National Hockey League. You can score. You can call a penalty, but you still got to score a goal on a penalty, right? On a, on a penalty. Um, it's not like football that you can literally you can literally control points by call, by calling an offensive. Uh, I mean, a pass interference down by the two yard line, and they either get a field goal or a touchdown just because of yardage uh, made from one call. You can't do that in the National Hockey League. So the fact that they are saying that is just so just so wrong and so irresponsible. And, and you know what? You brought up a good point, and you remember the Tim Donahue story. He was the NBA official that got got caught up in gambling. He was with the mob, got caught up with the mob in New Jersey, and ruined his career. You know. And but I always said to people, they said, could that happen in hockey? And I said, in in basketball, you've got ten fouls in the last minute of a game. You know, it's foul, 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 foul. Nobody really gives it this. Can you imagine if I all of a sudden score, uh, called three or four penalties in the last minute? I think, Betty, I watched. I watched one of those games that he that he was calling, and it was a game between Phoenix and San Antonio. And I actually remember screaming really? my head off because I had bet on the game because that was a game that Nash got thrown out and uh, and I think Hardaway got thrown out or one of their other top players got thrown out. So I'm betting I'm betting the, the house on the other team, right? Because Phoenix's top guys are out. And I remember the calls that were being made. I said, this game is fixed by the referees. And sure enough, no that, that, that guy was refing that same game. And they showed in that documentary, they showed – highlights of that game that I was watching. And I knew it. I knew it was happening. It was crazy, but not in the National Hockey League. Not in the National Was it a lot of money they lost? It was, uh, it, was it, it was enough for me to get mad and, and almost almost throw my glass at the wall. Yeah, which is which is back in the day that I was that I was gambling a lot harder than I do now, um, which was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was very it was very um, irritating to watch my money go down the tubes knowing that the referee I wish I would have known he was doing it I would have called him up and tried to get the right side <laughs> but do you think and going on that um I, I would think hockey is has without a doubt probably the most honest and and really the most um, well-balanced officiating in all of sports, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I would agree a hundred percent. You know, I see in the NFL and I see in, in other sports they're you know, they're like, ah, oh, the big markets, they, they, the, the officials, the league wants, you know, the big markets to be in the Super Bowl or in the world series or whatever. You know, we've had, we've had Stanley cup finals between Edmonton and Carolina, you know, Remember that a few years ago. We've had Stanley Cup finals with small market teams. The league doesn't care. The officials don't care. It's never, it's never ever been brought up. And we, you know, we have guys at security from the NHL that come to our our training camp every year and and kind of warn us about guys that preyed on this Tim Donaghy. And uh, you know, so they do. So they do ask you about that, or at least teach you about that preseason from the yes. Yeah, they show us videos and of real life stories that happen to people, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of bad people out there that'll prey on people that that uh, are willing to take that chance. But I, I guarantee it's never happened in the National Hockey League. So, so just to get everything straight and on the books, you have never been in a Starbucks. And someone come and sit down across from you and hand you an envelope underneath the table and say, how's your coffee, Tim? <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Never happened. Not going to happen. Just never happened, buddy. 
Well, that's fantastic. Well, we had to get that out of the way. So that's our, our little, my little rant for the day. Um, Welcome to everybody that is listening. Just want to remind everybody on your screen, you see the knock button. This is a great aspect that nofilter.net has. Allow you guys to press on that button, sign into the app, and we can bring you right onto the show. We can get your opinions. You can ask a question. We can have a conversation. Uh, Always great to hear what the fan has to say. So if you want to join the show, press that knock button, and I'll be sure to bring you in. So let's, let's get right to it. Connor McDavid lights it up again last night. Absolutely fantastic, beautiful goal. Uh, playing in in a in a in probably in a rebuild team in Nashville. But um, did you see that goal by Connor McDavid last night? How how great was that goal? It was incredible. And I see some people saying, "Ah, it wasn't that good." Listen, at when at, at hockey practice, when we're running drills, we teach our kids slide on your knees, spin, try to get up. Okay, because it teaches you edge work. He did exactly that, and he made it look so easy. What he did at full speed, it, there's only a select few of players that players that can do that. It's unbelievable. He truly is. Somebody asked me at the rink actually last night who you think the best skater in the NHL is, and I said, well, it's 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 hands down. It's not, <laughs> it's not even it's not even not, a, not even a discussion. It's it's unbelievable. He is such a he's an incredible player. They got off to a slow start. They you know they lost their first two games to Vancouver. I loved I loved Evander Kane's interview in Canada because of course the Canadian media, you know what's wrong with the with the Oilers? He said, "Yeah, I know the sky's falling. We suck. We stink." Like Kane, I thought Kane handled it awesome. He goes, <laughs> goes, "Relax. We're two games into the season," and he's so right. They came out last night. They got a tremendous team, and and you know obviously they split up Drysaddle and and uh, uh, McDavid last night. And Drysaddle, I think, had three points as well. Just talented players, buddy. They're unbelievable. Yeah, but I want to know what in the hell was that Nashville defenseman doing, skating right by the puck? Did he not? Was he going for a change or something? He forgot to play the puck because listen, know who's on the ice, know what's coming at you. Make sure that you get the puck out of the zone. Don't let McDavid, whether he's on his knees or skating in full speed, get that puck because we know exactly and saw exactly what happens when he gets that puck in that kind of situation. When I saw that play, the first thing I thought of was the Stanley Cup Finals in 2019 with the Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues. And Alex Petrangelo, with seven seconds to go in the game, skated by Brad Marchand in front of the bench. And Brad will tell you, he was out to lunch on that play, and they went and made, went and made it 2 nothing with seven seconds to go. And, and by the way, can, can, can we just get something straight here? Because you just said, said Petrangelo. And that's exactly how... The, the the old guy that I used to work with on, on that old network that he used to live with, the, the bald guy that he used to call call um him Petrangelo. And I'm like, how can no, you I, call him I, how can you call him Petrolance called Petrangelo? His name is Petrangelo. It's not Petrangelo. I, I, it drives me crazy. Or, or did he say for sure that that's the way you pronounce his name is Petrangelo, because it's Petrangelo. I used to always go up, go up to the guy and say, "What are you doing, saying Petrangelo?" Listen, my wife is never going to accuse me of having great English. My kids make fun of me because I say Chipotle. Okay, so I know I'm butchering Alex Petrangelo's <laughs> name, and I apologize to him because he's a phenomenal player. You're making it even harder. It's just Petrangelo, not Petrangelo. Like let's let's shorten it up. Small, less, less. Less vowels. I mean, less you know, less syllables, right? Yeah. Less syllables, easier. Not Petrangelo. Petrangelo. Boom. I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Tom right now. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, it's so. Listen, we're we're gonna love watching this team. There's no question they're gonna have a good year. They they have to tighten it up defensively. I think everybody knows that in Edmonton. They have to get secondary scoring because it can't. Again, every every night it's either Drysidle or McDavid. He, they need some help, and if they don't get any help, they're not going anywhere. Speaking of help, um, what about our our Winnipeg Jets? Do, do the Winnipeg Jets need a little bit of help this year? I I know they're an okay team. They're We've lost a couple players, um, but last night their their fan base didn't didn't their fan base learn back in the nineties that if you don't come to watch games, <laughs> your teams leave towns. They had like eleven thousand people last night at their game, and it's only three games in. Do you worry about Winnipeg right now? I'm not worried, but it, I was certainly surprised. I, I watched that game because I was really excited to see what kind of. 
because I loved working in Winnipeg. The people, you know, you played there, JR. The, it's great. You know, you asked Keith Kachuk, you asked Eddie Olchek, you asked the guys that played in Winnipeg. They loved playing in Winnipeg. I want nothing best uh, for the Winnipeg fans. Rick Bonus, who you know is one of the nicest guys in hockey. Bones is like an incredible coach. Mark Chip, Chipman's a great owner. I hope that franchise does well. But it is disconcerting when you see 11,000 fans in a game where LA, you know, where LA is coming into town, Pierre-Luc Dubois or PL Dubois, whatever he wants to be called now, when he's coming right. in and he scored, I was surprised there weren't that many fans there. I was really impressed with LA. They got a tremendous team. Well, it's but about I, time, but it's about time LA got it done. I mean, they've, they have not played very uh, that all, all too well to start the season and to go on the road. Maybe that's what they needed to do is get on the road with the boys and have a little bit of a road trip. But to have Pierre-Luc Dubois come back into Winnipeg, you would think that those people wanted to let him let him hear what they thought of him, right? And I'm sure I'm sure Mark, uh, the owner of the team, was a little bit disappointed that fans didn't come out to uh, to give their disapproval of, of J.L. Dubois coming back to Winnipeg. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, you know, you look at uh, L.A., though, I know they've been rebuilding for the past few years, but you look at the players on that team they're so strong down the middle they've, they're good defensively you mentioned uh that they hadn't played well earlier phoenix copley had let in portal on 15 shots one night cam talbot played well last night is their goaltending going to be good enough is edmonton's goaltending going to be good enough that's going to be a question that we'll probably address in a couple months from now yeah well we expect more from the winnipeg fans and uh like i said i hope that they learned their lesson from uh from previous experiences that if you don't support the team you lose your team and we know how much we do know that winnipeg has a lot of good fans and we would hate for the for that city to lose a team again so come on winnipeg fans get in that get yep. in that building i know it's not that big but get in there support your team i'm gonna i'm gonna jump over and see if we can bring in nick right here on a guest we'll keep talking until he uh jumps on but um uh, you know, I, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on this early in in the league that I that I think is is. Hey, what's up? Look at this beautiful look at this beautiful man jumping on our on our podcast. What's up, Nick? How are you? I'm good, Jr. Pizzy, how are we doing? Uh, got the Christmas doing... decorations up already in the background. My my wife and my daughter are freaks, man. We God. We got the Halloween tree up. November will be first. I got to put the Christmas tree up. No, here comes the wife. I'm on a podcast right now. That is spectacular. You're throwing your wife and daughter under the bus because they love to celebrate the holidays. I love that about yeah. you guys. I love that. you get Listen, I, I would celebrate Christmas all year if I could, but uh, my tree wouldn't last. But uh, Nick, good where are you from and what's your question, buddy? Yeah, yeah my, my wife. My, my wife thinks I'm full of shit. I'm on a podcast. With you guys. <laughs> oh, nothing much. I'm just. A, I'm a big fan, Jr. I listen to you on After the Whistle. Big Sabers fan. Um, you know, hopefully uh, this is a year we get into the playoffs. Uh, PLZ, I'd say for you, man. Um, you know, I'll go with you because I, I hear Jr. a lot. You know, no disrespect, to you Jr. Uh, I love it. But, um, you know, what, what's the schedule like? How do you guys, uh, you know, determine the games, where you're traveling? And also, too, I hear a lot of the players talk about where's your favorite places to travel. Uh, what was your favorite place to travel to? Well, I got to say. I, I love that question, man. Gotta, that's, a, that's a great question. I gotta this, say, Nick, I got to uh, say Buffalo, of course, because I, I loved working in Buffalo. I, you know what I loved? I loved working in cities that the fans were knowledgeable. Montreal, Buffalo. Uh, Philadelphia, cities that the fans were knowledgeable. That made that, that made it more fun for me. And uh, but no, we have a schedule maker, and I do a ten day road trip and and bang off three or four games, and then get home for three or four days. And I, I'll tell you a funny story, and and Jr. is going to love this story. During the lockout in 04, Keith Kachuk and I are at a bar in St. Louis, and we're having some beers in the afternoon. We got nothing to do. JR, JR knows what it was like. We were shut down for the whole year. And I'm complaining to Big Walt, Keith Kachuk, the legend, that I would only do about five home games a year in St. Louis. And he would get 41 home games, you know, 82 game schedule, 41 at home. I said, So, Walt, when you incorporate the night before the game, I said, I'm on the road two nights a year more or two months more a year than you are, which is a lot. 
and he takes a big sip out of his beer and he looks at me he goes Peelzy, I guess you should have better been a better player. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm a referee. I wasn't a very good hockey player. So thanks for the question, Nick. That's awesome. Well, Nick, I, I, no listen, problem. I appreciate appreciate you being on. I love the fact that you're listening to After the Whistle uh, in the mornings on Wednesday. There's no better guys. There's no better guys than Craig Reve and Andrew Peters. I love them to death. They give such great information, and um, I really appreciate you supporting both of our podcasts. And and by the way, love to your family because I love their their attitude. And and I, I see your daughter's really playing with your bald head over there, which is awesome. She loves it. Hey, one other thing, Jr. I don't mean to take up all your time. Uh, I'm in the Navy. Just a big plug to the military. Um, Absolutely. You know, much love to them, everything that they do, all the, the stuff that's going on in the world today. Um, I'm lucky enough to, you know, be on recruiting duty right now to be able to listen to you guys more often than probably most people. So uh, thanks to all my brothers and sisters out there. Uh, we serve the country and I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. I could not have said it better myself. Amen to that. God bless everybody that is over there. God bless everybody. To yourself, my friend, thank you for your service. Um, always, always support our military. And um, listen, we hope everybody is safe uh, all around the world. And we know we have the best military in the world. And, and I'll, I'll support them left, right, and center. Way to go, buddy. Nick, I really appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. See, that's what it's all about. love our military, JR. That's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about, you know. You know what a what a what a great guest that that he just was. You see his daughter in the back, you know, playing. His wife doesn't believe he's on the podcast. See, that's that's why that's why NoFilter.net is one of the best on the planet in terms of of, of content because where else where else would a wife tell his husband you're not on a podcast? You're full of, you're full of shit. You know, that's awesome. I don't know of any any podcast any hockey podcast that that's doing this right now. That was awesome. We got a military guy on. He's got he's got Halloween and Christmas decorations. <laughs> it was awesome. That's a, his wife has him working overtime, that's for sure. But at least he doesn't have to do anything until at least March now, which is great. Uh, we have a couple other guests um, that we're, are knocking. We have a, a guy who's an unknown. He hasn't put his name in there. I'll get, we'll get to him in a minute. But we got to get to that penalty shot that Kuznetsov had the uh, the other night. Did you see that? Did you see that penalty shot? What did you think of that? In the shootout, yeah. Yeah, I, I tweeted out about it. it. It garnered a lot of attention. And I just basically said, our, this is making a mockery of our game. And the reason that I say that, and you may agree or disagree, I'm not sure where you stand, but we took away the spinorama a few years ago because it was hokey and it, it just. No, we took the spinorama because guys just don't know how to do it. Like Denny Savard used to do it, they just don't do it. Marty St. Louis was pretty good at it. But anyway, we took it away. Now you got Koozie coming in. Literally, my daughter, Brielle, who's nine years old, could skate faster than Koozie on this shootout. I think it's making a mockery of the game. I don't like it. And you know what? What do you mean, making a, mo- what do you mean making a mockery out of the game? It's, before, it's- you get, before you give your comment, I did some research on this today. There was one other person that agreed with me last year on TNT and if you know, I'm not. I'm, Bobby De Niro told me never to drop names, but I'm just going to say Gretzky said that he thought it was a stupid play and he didn't like it. So, well, that's how fast Gretz. That's how fast Gretz skated in general. So let's, <laughs> you know, let's 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 not be let's let's be honest here, you know. So, but listen, I think what's more important is does he score the goal or not? Now, I don't care how fast he goes. I think actually he shows a little bit more talent to be able to score at that speed. Number one, number two, if you think about it, it might not be the most flashy, but he has the opportunity because of the pace he's going to let things open up, to be able to make the goaltender, make a move and still make have him make that shot. And then what was so incredible, he was going so slow, but how fast did he get that puck to his forehand and let that release go? And the puck was in the back of the net faster than you can even blink an eye. So he went from really slow to incredible talent to be able to go one, two in the back of the net. And the goaltender had no idea it was coming to him. Well, I think Markstrom fell asleep. That was the problem. He was coming in so slow from the blue line. It took forever. I don't think when we brought in the shootouts, that's what the NHL anticipated. That's all I'm saying. I don't think 
it's tough to put in the rules. You got to shoot it in this amount of time. You got to do this, whatever. But when they incorporated the shootout, I don't think that they envisioned the player coming in at two miles an hour, one mile an hour skating in. I, I, I showed my, let me just tell you this. My wife is from Southern. Well, they, they didn't do it without ex- expecting them not to. They expected more goals. That's what my they expected. My wife knows nothing about hockey, Jar. I showed her the clip. I go, what do you think of this? And she started laughing. She goes, that's some, that's ridiculous. You look at them. So I, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Hey, listen, listen, score the goal. I, I, I'd rather see him flying around during regular, you know, regular time and playing the game the right way and being into the game because Kuzi is one of those players that either he's in the game mentally or he's out of the game mentally. But he has he has the ability to switch, flip a switch and all of a sudden dominate a game. But if this guy either doesn't get a good enough sleep and a nap right before the game or you know his his belly hurts he'll just shut it right off and he'll be like yeah i don't feel like playing and then he's just terrible he is one of the most up and down players in the national hockey league that has the most talent which drives me absolutely crazy so i'm hoping i'm hoping uh he turns it on a little bit more than turns it off this year yeah washington looks uh i don't know they look old buddy i'm I love Ovi. You love Ovi. We want him to see him break records. I just, that team does nothing for me right now. I'm not, I'm not that impressed. Yeah, I think they're in trouble. Um, a couple of games in, Ovechkin is yet to score a goal. Uh, that's not good. You know, he's going to be, he's going to be a little bit pressing. He's going to get frustrated. Uh, I just, I don't see them being, um, being competitive this year. I know there's a lot of people who think I'm crazy, but um We'll see tonight. I know uh, they, they would be part of our end of the show predictions to, to, tonight at the end of this uh, Snipes and Stripes episode. So we'll be interested to see um, what you think uh, in that aspect. But uh, anything else? What, what else? What else is uh, is really just floating your boat right now in the National Hockey League that you want to talk about? Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves. I love Revo. Okay, he played for the St. Louis Blues. He's tough, energetic. He's by far, I think he's the heavyweight in the NHL, although I, I, I want to give a shout-out to Jack Guy from Montreal because I really want to see them tee off and see who is the heavyweight. But he, he made comments about Jack Guy last week when they played that I don't like being jumped and, you know, he knows where to find me. And Jack Guy grabbed him and... I, I, I watched it a couple times. I do not feel like Ryan Reeves was jumped. And then Jack, I, it just muscled him over the net. And yesterday or this morning, he's spouting off about Corey Perry. Corey Perry's not tough. He chirps, blah, blah, blah. I don't like this. I, I, think, I think he's already teeing up his, his post-career to get on media because show a little respect to Corey Perry. Corey really? Perry... You know, that's an interesting. That's an interesting take that you you think he's setting up his next career being controversial or being verbal. I think um, that's exactly why he's doing it. Is that a bad? Is that a bad thing? I mean, I, I do. I do believe that you got to pick your spots a little bit better. And I think Ryan Reeves right now, um, after losing to the Chicago Blackhawks and in such an embarrassing situation, probably not a good idea to pick on Corey Perry, who has a Stanley Cup who has been a fighter, who has fought, who has played the same way with grit for many, many years, who has been on teams that have been to the Stanley Cup Finals in the last three or four years. How many times has Corey Perry been in the finals in the last five years? This guy. Oh, Tampa, right? Yeah. This guy, This if, there, if there's anybody that deserves some respect in this game, it's Corey Perry because there are players that can talk and walk the walk. There's not many of them. But Corey Perry is one of them. And for Ryan Reeves, who hasn't won a Stanley Cup, um, who, yes, is tough um, and just got beat by the, I don't want to say the lonely, the lowly Hawks, because they do look very good this year, surprisingly better than what we were giving them credit for. Um, that was a game that Toronto should have won. And it's, kind of, uh, and it's kind of very disappointing that a very good team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, lost at home to the Chicago Blackhawks and Ryan Reeves probably should pick a better time and a better person to make comments like this. I know he's tough. I know he's, he's got his reputation, but uh, I think ill, 
ill thought out on this one with Corey Perry. Yeah, I agree a, a thousand percent. You know, you and I, we, we knew a lot of, we still know a lot of tough guys. That's not how they talked uh, a few years ago. They didn't call people out. They didn't respect. I, I feel like he's just disrespecting the game and I don't like that. I don't like disrespecting players. We're not, we will not come on here and disrespect players. We'll come on here and be honest about our, our opinion about a player. And I just, I don't like his, I think he just, I think he's, and the thing is, he's in Toronto. He knows it's going to garner a lot of attention. Anything he says, if he was in another, you know, a small market team, yeah, it wouldn't garner the same attention, but he knows anything he says in Toronto right now, it's going to be all over Sportsnet and TSN and every headline in Toronto. Yeah, hey, I like I like Ryan Reeves. All right, I you know um, I like him. I think he's going to be good for Toronto. But um, again, you know, don't 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 hate on somebody because they chirp and chirp and chirp because the biggest chirper on the on the ice and game in game out when Ryan Reeves is in the game is Ryan Reeves. So. Right. Um, yeah, probably probably a good idea to just pick your spots a little bit better. I know I said that already, but um, Toronto Maple Leafs got to play better hockey. They can't lose at home to Chicago Blackhawks, and I give the Blackhawks a lot of credit for the way that they battled. Connor Bedard did not score a point, and yet they still won a hockey game. That's very promising for my Hawks. I got to be very very honest with you. That's pretty awesome. You know, and and I joke about name dropping, but I but this afternoon I was over at the golf club and. And Panger was in town to visit his grandparents or uh, grandparents, his uh, grandkids. And we were talking about the Blackhawks and, and uh, you know, we were talking about Luke Richardson. And I think you, did you play with Luke in Philly? I did. I played with Luke in Philly. One of my favorite teammates of all time. Yep. Yeah. And, and I see Luke, I see Luke Richardson behind the bench in Chicago. And I'm like, this guy, A, he gets it. The players love playing for him. You know they respect him. He respects them. And uh, Chicago's Chicago. Listen, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But they're going to listen. They're not. If, when they come into town, you better be ready for the Chicago Blackhawks this year. They're, yep. they're, they're a better well, team. I think I think there's a lot of teams right now that we didn't give any credit for coming into the season. The Arizona Coyotes right now are playing some of the best hockey in the National Hockey League, even though their record does not show it. Their goals against are minuscule. Um, and I'm telling you right now, um, you'll see in my pick coming up uh, later, um, I think the Arizona Coyotes are going to be a pain in the you-know-what uh-huh. night in and night out to play against because I think they're disciplined. I think they're tough to play against. I think they're physical. I think they work hard. And I think with this new kid, Cooley, who is just a, a scoring sensation, I think they're going to get a lot of enjoyment and a lot of more, I think, confidence watching this kid and Keller play. And um, I, I, listen, I, I, I got to give props to my, my Arizona Coyotes right now that I they see. are Vancouver. I know I know Vancouver lost to Philly last night, but even Philly, look how good Philly's been playing over the, the first uh, little while. I know they little hiccup against Ottawa, but some of the teams that we didn't see early have made a little bit of a splash early. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. I, I like the, uh, the makeup of that. I watched that game last night. They played the Islanders and uh, I think the final score was one, nothing in that game. They played very well. They played, listen, they played by the way, I took the under, I took the under in that game. That was not, a, that was not a, uh, yeah, that was not a, that was not a hard, hard pick to pick the under in that game. The under three, <laughs> Five, I right. It was five and a half. That was easy. I'm sure it was like watching grass grow, right? Offensively, but still, you know, you got the, the team's got to win somehow, and exactly. they're not going to they're not going to win in track meets, right? You got to play a certain way, and you got to have an identity. And I think I think the Coyotes have an early identity that's going to be successful for them. Yeah, I agree. I think they've got a good coaching staff. Billy Armstrong, I love Billy. They they're, they he's built he's rebuilding the team there. You know, I remember years ago. When you guys were at the old uh, American Airlines Arena, man, oh man! Like people talk about hockey in the desert, you guys had it buzzing back then, Jr. It was unbelievable. Those, yep. that building was sold out every night. Every night, every night. Yep. You, Big Walt, that, uh, was Dally Drake? No, Dally. Dally Drake, Keith Kachuk, yeah, Craig Janney, uh, Teppo Newman. We had Holly, Javi Bullen, and Net. 
mean, we had a bomb of a team, man. There's no question about it. Yeah, it was it, it was fun to watch. But you know what? Um, the uh, the team that I'm most concerned about is is Seattle. Seattle. I watched the game last night. It, good good hockey game, but they're zero and four. Are they? Yeah, but yeah, but Pizzi, they're they're zero and four for a reason. They're, because they had such a good year last year. They surprised so many teams last year and beat the other teams and actually moved, moved went past. Uh, the first round in the playoffs, right? And surprised everybody. Guess what? They're not surprising anybody this year. Every single team is going to be ready for the Seattle Kraken to come in and play a very disciplined, very good five-on-five, energetic hockey, finish your check type of game. They might not be the best offensive team to put pucks in the net, but defensively they are very good, and teams are going to be ready for them. Last year, it's like, oh, we got an expansion team coming in. These are easy points, and they got threaded, right? It's not going to happen anymore. These teams are going to be ready for the Seattle Kraken now. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's As you know, this league is tough. This league, how many times have we seen, uh, I, saw it, I saw it last year with or the year before with the Blues when Arizona would come into town, and Arizona would beat the St. Louis Blues, and actually they're here tomorrow night. And Arizona was one of the worst teams in the league, and they come in and they beat a good, a very good hockey team. This is a tough league to win in, night in, yep. night out. You can't yep. take the night off, as you know. Any the parity right now is unbelievable. Any team can be any team, any given night. We're gonna we're gonna go on to our guests again. But you know, we just love our guests because and our supporters, Rock and Reese was was on with us last week. We're gonna bring him on again. See what he's thinking this week. He might bring us bring another banger. There he is. What's up, Reese? Going on, Jerry. What's up, Tim? R squared, buddy. Can I call you R squared? Because I, I the Rock and Reese, I love it. I, it's fantastic. By all means, man. Yeah, Jr. You could, Jr. You could call me anything you pray. Like, <laughs> all right. Well, I got a little. I got. I got a little. I got a little. I got a little. Not a, not a beef, but I got a little. Uh, a little something for you. So I know you live in the in the Carolina area, and I went to watch Carolina and Anaheim the other day, and Anaheim gave Carolina an absolute thrashing at home. And I say thrashing. It wasn't even close until the third period. So what what the hell happened to your Carolina on the road against Anaheim? Yeah. Uh, that shootout that we had against L.A. caught up with us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I was like, there's the one thing I hate about back-to-backs because if the first one – yeah, if the first one goes into like overtime or a shootout, you're like, oh, how about 19, 18 shots in a shootout? Nine rounds. Yeah, I, and I've seen I've seen him go there on occasion. And I was like, dude, can somebody freaking win this game already? <laughs> I know you were probably you're probably dying on the East Coast with probably one thirty uh, yeah. and you had to get up for work and you're watching that overtime shootout. Well, thankfully it's a Saturday, so I was like, yeah. They didn't have to worry about it too much. So what's your take this week, Reese? What's your take this week? What do you got for us? Yeah. Um, actually, I wanted to ask you, Jerry, Jeremy, because there's a question that um, that our um, color commentator, Chip Tracy, brought up. Um, Jacob Slavin mentioned that he curved the blade of his stick um, prior to um, mm-hmm. last night's prayer. And I was wondering, can you tell us what's the correlation of the curve of the blade and how it um, elevates the puck. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. Obviously, the the technology has changed and in, in equipment. Um, you know, that the curve was created back in the I, I want to say in the the sixties with Stan Makita and and Bobby Hull screwing around in practice in Chicago. And actually, Bobby got uh, Stan got really mad in a, in a practice and literally stuck his stick in the door. Now, back in the day, everybody's stick used to be straight, and Stan Makita stuck his stick in the door and gave it a gave it a to break it, and it broke, but it didn't break all the way, and it actually broke, so it looked like a curve. It was a it was a pretty dynamic curve, but it wasn't broken. And as he was skating to get off the ice to go get another stick. Bobby Hall, being the the funny, you know, rib guy that he was and good team guy, goes, hey, Stan, you're not going to use this stick anymore. It still works. And he took a shot with it, and the puck went, shoo, and flew high in the air and flew over the net with some major pace. And Bobby Hall looked at the stick and like, holy crap. 
did you see that puck go off the ice? Because, of course, they never could lift the puck because their sticks were flat and they shot low, but goaltenders didn't have face masks. And now this curve comes on the stick. So what does Bobby Hall and San Makita do? They go downstairs, they take a blowtorch, or, and they start heating up sticks, and they start curving them to put a little curve in them because it allowed the puck to get airlifted. And you thought Bobby Hall could shoot a puck with a flat stick and a straight stick. Well, holy crap, could he shoot a stick with a curved stick? And it all stemmed from Stan Mikita getting pissed off in a practice and trying to break it. And Bobby Hall just being one of those funny guys and shot a puck that almost broke the glass. And nowadays, nowadays these guys, I mean, I remember used to curve my stick. I used to put a blowtorch to it, used to curve it. But nowadays... These kids are so spoiled that the the uh, manufacturers make the sticks exactly how they want it curved. They don't have to touch it. They get there. They put tape on it. And there's some players like Alex Ovechkin has a toe curve, which actually comes in and curves at the tip, not so much in the in in the blade, but at the tip. What that does, I don't know, but. Um, you know, the National Hockey League has increased the curvature of the stick. I would love to hear Tim's reaction to this on, on why they did that. Why did they allow players to have bigger curves? And there's been a lot of controversy over the years. Remember back in the day, L.A. Kings, Marty McSorley get call, gets called in the Stanley Cup Finals for an illegal stick, and they end up scoring on the power play, and then the Kings end up losing to Montreal. I know, Joe, you love this, this story. That was the last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup in 1993, and this controversy over a curved stick and Marty McSorley, it's like, what the hell happened? Remember that, PLZ? Yeah, that was unbelievable. Marty got called in Montreal. Uh, uh, Montreal called it on Marty, and uh, Montreal eventually won the Stanley Cup and, and scored, on, scored on that power play. That, but it was brought in originally to increase scoring, you know, obviously. And uh, you don't see it too often, though, Peelzy, as a referee. How much well, did you see as a referee the curves, the curvatures called, of the stick? It used to be called years ago. We would have a stick gauge on the penalty on the in the penalty box for us to measure it. It used to get called a fair amount. I bet you in my 23 years as a ref in the NHL, I might have measured two hockey sticks. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's kind of just allowed. Hey, you 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 curve your sticks, we'll curve our sticks, and and we'll go to war together or against each other. So uh, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Reese, good talking, man. That's a great question. I appreciate it. Let me tell a cool story about my old idol, Bobby Hall and Stan Makita. That was pretty cool. We'll see you next week. Okay, pal. All right. Catch you later. Hey, JR, did you happen to see uh, um, last night Logan O'Connor fought Jordan Everly from the Seattle Kraken? I don't know if you remember the play last year. Everly hit uh, Cogliano from behind into the boards and fractured his neck. Do you remember that? I do. I do. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they fought, that Everly fought, though. That's pretty cool. So. Last year, Everly hits him from behind. And Jordan Everly, I'm watching his skill set last night. His skill set's unbelievable. And for him, you know, he's been in the league. I bet you he's been in the league 15 years. He's been around a long time. And so he breaks, he, he, he cracks the vertebrae on, on uh, Cogliano's neck last year, knocks Cogliano out of the playoffs. Logan O'Connor from the Avalanche last night comes up to Everly and says, let's go. And Jordan Everly, I bet you, I'll, I didn't look it up, but he, if he has five fights in his career. Not yeah. even the chance he has five fights. And he threw them down, and they went at it. And I was like, that's how it's done. I have so much respect for Jordan Everly. He's like, you know what? I got to fight this guy, and I may, I may lose, but I knocked out one of their best players last year. And I've got to stand up and, and pay the tax. I got to pay the tax now. And- well, I think I think it's honorable on both sides. Um, when I broke my jaw in 1999, when Darian Hatcher um, came oh. after me, came after me, and and yes. 200 255 pounds of him jumps up and elbows me in the jaw and breaks my jaw, and knocks me out of the game and out for the rest of the season. I did play in Game Seven of the playoffs against St. Louis, which you probably remember with that big yeah. old the big old fire helmet on. Um, yeah, the big rock. the big white. I played one game, but I had my jaw was broken in six places because of that hit from Darian Hatcher. Um, the next year, the started the start of the next year, um, our first game of the year was at home against Dallas, 
and the right right off the first faceoff, and you know how great of a captain Big Walt number seven Keith Kachuk is, and what does Keith Kachuk do right off right off the the whistle, right off the faceoff? He drops his gloves and skates right to Darian Hatcher, and the two go at it head to head. Hatch totally obliged, but Walt's like, listen, we've waited all summer. And I'm going to be the one that's coming after you. And that's what a teammate is all about. And that, that meant a lot to me as a, as a teammate and as a player that my captain remembered and was planning and waiting for this opportunity to get retribution for me. I love that. I think I already know the answer to the story. Did Walt tell you he was going to do this? No, I had no idea. I had no idea. And that, that's, that's just Walt. Walt yeah. is going to do things because he's a leader. He's yeah. one of the best leaders I've ever seen in my life in, in any sport. And um, he doesn't have to announce it. He's just going to do it because he knows that's And you know what? He set, he set the tone. He set the tone for all the young players on, on that bench saying, whoa, our captain's ready to go. And we had a good game, and we won the hockey game uh, to start the season off against a team that we hated in the Dallas Stars. Well, to our our listeners tonight and people that will listen over the next few weeks to this episode, YouTube that video of Darian Hatcher going after you. I showed my son the other day. That was a vicious... That that in this in the, I don't even know did he even get suspended back then? Yeah, he got suspended for the last four games of the season, um, or the last three games of the season, and three games into the playoffs. So he got suspended for like seven games for doing that. And I will tell you this: I have no ill will towards Darian Hatcher. I actually I actually really like the guy. We're we're good friends. We've talked about this before. I've had him on a podcast before. Um, He's showed his son, you know, uh, uh, the, the inner interaction between the two of us. And I have a huge amount of respect for Darian Hatcher. Um, I knocked out Mike Medano the night before, so it's only right, only fitting that their right. captain comes after me after I knock out their best player. And I respect that. I respected that about Darian. You know, he's the first American captain ever to win a Stanley Cup. And and you got to give him all the props for for the career that he had. Now, did I want to hurt him back? Absolutely. Every time I played him, I wanted to chop his ankles off. I wanted to go at him and slash him in the hand and hurt him back. But he's too big, too strong, could never get at him. But what a great guy! What a great career he had. The Hatcher brothers, man, they were tough. They, they were tough, whoa. big, talented, tough. I didn't like going in front of the net with any of those two. Kevin oh, no, was. Because back great then, too. They, they, they cross-check you, slash you, all the things that we call now. Back then, none of that was called. Like I can't yeah. imagine what your body looked like after a game playing back then, getting cross-checked and slashed. Oh, it was awful. I mean, ice bags galore after every game, bumps, bruises, I mean, cuts. Just We, we were so sore the next day. It was like ice baths, ice bags. It was just never-ending. So. Because I think on that play that he broke your jaw, didn't someone slash you beforehand and you broke? Yeah, your- Craig Lugwood. Craig Craig Lugwood slashed me in the thumb and broke my thumb right in half. And a second, then a second later, my jaw was broken. So I was I was pretty mutilated right there for for the rest of that game. Uh, speaking of speaking of of making calls and calling penalties, how how funny was Tony D'Angelo oh, running into God. the referee? And giving the referee a whole world of crap and then getting teed up. Did you see that play by D'Angelo? I did. I, did. I saw it. I was watching that game, and, and Tony D'Angelo, for, for the listeners, he runs into um, Graham Skilleter. Graham Skilleter is a younger referee, but he's been around for a while. He works the playoffs. He's a very good official. And Graham kind of got caught in the – the toughest thing about our game right now, JR, as a referee is when they're cycling the puck down low – and you're the ref, you got to somehow try to get to the other, skate behind the net and get to the other side. So but you're saying the referee was caught in the wrong place. He was out of position. Yeah, and, not, and not on purpose. It just happens quick, right? All of a sudden they start cycling, and before he can get behind the net, he he's in the way, and he kind of he kind of threw a pick on D'Angelo. And <laughs> falls down. Hey, big Luch, big Luch on our on our chat line saying that it's that Italian temper by Tony D'Angelo that got him in trouble. But wow. I think it's I think it's I think it's Tony D'Angelo that had his blinders on. He's skating and literally going right 
towards the referee. And you guys are very distinctive on the ice with those stripes. You know that's a referee, and he ran right into him. So the fact that he's yelling at the referee and screaming at him is kind of ridiculous, seeing that he ran right into him himself. He could have got out of the way. It was funny because Skilleter then, you know, D'Angelo gets up and he starts chirping at Skilleter. I'm watching this and, and Skilleter all of a sudden tees him up and gives him an unsportsmanlike penalty. I'm, and at first I'm like, oh, geez, like I've been run into a lot. I got in the way a lot, you know, especially towards the end of my career and slowing down and, and getting in the way. And and I thought to myself, I don't know, you know, I think you have to have thicker skin. You just knock the player down. He's frustrated. But then, after the period ended, D'Angelo didn't learn his lesson, comes out of the penalty box, chirps at, at Skilleter again. Skilleter now gives him a 10-minute misconduct. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, he really crossed the line. And, and we talked about this on the last show, and I think I mentioned it as far as I loved when players had emotion, because I was emotional, and emotion's good for our game. But when an official feels that you've crossed that line from emotion to abuse, that's when we have to give unsportsmanlike. Well, how how abusive? How, like how bad? Or what do you think he could have said in that situation? And should the referee have maybe thicker skin? Do you think? Because it was when you watch the video, it happened really quick, and yeah. and Tony D'Angelo's comment was very quick, so. How, how bad could have what he said in such a very quick moment of time that pissed him off that much to tee him up? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Skilleter, uh, whatever D'Angelo said, I think he crossed the line, like I said, from emotion to, uh, to abuse. And I think, and I, I read this morning that once his 10-minute misconduct penalty was over in the third period, uh, Rod Brindamore, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. and One of the best. And he set D'Angelo for the rest of the game. Never played him another shift. So, wow. I, knew, so I know what happened without knowing what happened is Graham came over to Rod and said, your player got a 10-minute misconduct because he said this, this, and this. And Rod would have been like, okay. Because if Rod didn't agree with him, he would have put him back out on the ice. And Rod goes, I guarantee Rod goes, he said that, and Graham would be like, yep, and he set him. I'll give Rod a ton of credit. He set him for the rest of the game, and that is not Rod Brindamore's type of player. Rod Brindamore, yeah. I know the player is Respectful, very respectful. Very respectful. Is that protocol, though? Is that protocol for a referee to go to the re- to the coach and kind of kind of say, hey, listen, your, your guy is being a little bit abusive. Your guy is acting up. Get your team settled down. Let's, is, is that is – that, is that respect for the coach, respect for the team, or is that just protocol from the ref? It's not protocol, but to your point, it's respect. It, you know, it's respect for the game, it's respect for the player, and it's respect for the coach. And if you respect, and we should, you know, there weren't many coaches, but I don't know if there weren't any coaches that I didn't respect. If you respect the coach, and I respected Rod a lot, I would come over and even before maybe a penalty was assessed and say, hey, so-and-so is, is saying this, this, and this. The next time he says it, I don't want to put you down, but I'm going to have to give an unsportsmanlike conduct uh, penalty. And, Rod, this is his warning. I'm just telling you. And awesome. He'd go, okay, Pilsy, thanks. And then if it happened, he, you know, I'd look at him and he'd just you know, shrug his shoulders and say, no, you warned me. You know? Yep. Well, we'll see, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens with Tony D'Angelo and um, how, he, uh, how he acts uh, wow. in future games. But, you know, he is, he is a Philly kid. He does come from a, from a family of uh, very tough, very tough people, and he's he's got a he's got an attitude, he's got a personality, and he's going to let you know what he thinks. And there's there's a time there's a time and a place, right? There's a time and a place. He wore he wore out his welcome in New York. Things didn't work out in Philly for whatever reason. Now he's in Carolina. It'll be interesting to see what happens because the kid. Well, he, but he, he does. He's he's an exceptional hockey player, but also he's you know he's. He's kind of like Evander Kane a little bit, and he's had a couple chances in the National Hockey League to play the game. Um, Rangers pretty much threw him out and tried to, you know, tried to end his career. Um, He got another chance in Philly, and that didn't go over too well. And he's got another chance. Sometimes you just got to play the game. 
right? Sometimes you just got to play the game. And I love Tony D'Angelo. I love the way he plays. Uh, I've actually talked to the kid a few times. Uh, he's 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 been great with me. But he should just let his play do the talking and just be very careful because I think he's very I think he's very appreciative to be in the league and has to remember that. But I don't think – but, JR, you can't change the stripes on a tiger or a leopard or whatever the expression is. That's just his personality, right? Like that's his personality. I don't think he can change because I just think that's the way he is. He's just very – It's a good point. You know, he, he, he got into it with uh, Panarin in New York. Panarin was one of the most popular players in uh, on the team. You're getting into it with one of the most popular players on the team. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I'm. Well, I think there's a little background behind that uh, skirmish also when he, I'm sure he didn't feel like he got any protection or support from his teammates when, um, when he, uh, he went after the goaltender, you know, after that game, which pretty much ended as his, his time in Rangers. All right. Well, listen, it's the end of the show. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's give our bet online, which is our new sponsor. Um, let's, let's give our bets, our, our picks for tomorrow. Uh, that will be Thursday. Uh, I'll let you go first. So everybody here or everybody listening, we have been on fire with our picks. I think we are undefeated so far this year. We went three and zero on Saturday. Yep. Thursday has a couple games. I'm going to give you first crack. Who do you like? One team for Thursday's action for our bet online, bet online beauties. I have a feeling you might have been wanting to take this game, but uh, my my pick is going to be St. Louis over Arizona. St. Louis is home. They're one zero and one or one yes one zero and one. Arizona has has a tough time scoring goals. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues. And uh, that's my pick. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just did that. that I cannot believe you just did that. You're not supposed to be a good teammate and partner on a show and totally (laughs) blow away what I was going to pick. So, But I wasn't going to pick St. Louis. I was actually going to pick Arizona because Arizona is playing great hockey. They play great on the road. They play awesome in St. Louis, and St. Louis gets fits from Arizona. For some reason, they have a mental block You're when right. playing Arizona. And I am so I'm going to pick another game because I don't want to go against you because we're we're trying to let people win games, not have you pick one and me pick the other. Although I disagree with you, I think Arizona is going to win that game. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Minnesota at home over the Los Angeles Kings. I think Minnesota is a real deal team that nobody's talking about. I think the LA Kings on the road. Um, I think they're they're going to get better, but I just think Minnesota is a full, very strong team. I think I think they're they're led right. I think they're coached right. I think Billy Guerin has put a mentality of a good. I think a good system into that locker room with the right guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota against the LA Kings on Thursday, and you get to promote our, our you get to promote our new sponsor this for this year, which we're very happy about. Bet online, um, and I think I think we're going to make people a lot of money. Be a good pick, buddy, because you know what? Uh, Minnesota last night went into Montreal, won five one. And just to, before I, I speak about our advertiser, I was so happy for Mark Andre Fleury. He had 90 or 100 people at the game. It might be his last game in Montreal. They were. This is why I love Montreal Canadian fans, Jr. They may not have liked you when you played, but you know what they did do? They respected you. Okay. Yep. And they re, they were chanting Mark Andre Fleury last night. I love it. All form is that not, or at the Bell Center is that not unbelievable? Like I that, love it, I love that, it. That's love, hockey. That's that respect. Is, that is yep. respect. And I'm on the same page with. And you. by the way, Mark Andre Fleury deserves every single chance. Every chance. He is yep. the, one of the nicest guys in the business. I, I love the guy. So shout out to Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all baseball. Wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. 
We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code, code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, buddy. Beautiful. So go online. Make sure you get your bet in on Bet Online. Grab your whiskey in the wild. Watch a hockey game, and appreciate everybody being on this week's episode of Snipes and Stripes. Peelzy, we killed it again. Until right. next week. Until next week, we'll see you later, buddy. Thanks again. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.